Blog Talk Radio. All the colors of the rainbow, all the voices of the wind. Every dream that reaches out, that reaches out to find what love begins. Every word of every story, every star and every sky, every corner of creation lives to testify. Every breath I take will give thanks to God above For as long as I shall live
father tonight as I share this testimony that you gave me 40 years ago in regards to this hour that we're living right now. Father, I'd ask that you would enable and anoint me to speak the words that you would have said. And, Lord, that you'd prepare and open the hearts for those that are listening that would receive what you want them to hear, Father. And, Father, I pray also, not just in what I'm saying, Father, but I just give your Holy Spirit free reign to do his work that he would intend to do in each person, myself included, as you have this program, because it's not my program, it's your program, Lord. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just pray move upon these people tonight like never before. Fulfill exactly what you want done, Father. Cross every T and dot every I, Father. And I just put myself and I just put this audience, these people in your hands, the ones that are listening now and the ones that will be listening in the future. And for all to accomplish, we'll give you all the glory and praise, for it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen and amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father, for a good night, a night that you're going to be glorified, Father. Praise you, Lord. Well, what it all be, how it all began really was last Tuesday after the program. A little while afterwards, I went to bed. And uh, anyhow, I got woke up in the wee hours of Wednesday morning. And anyhow, the Lord had reminded me of something. You know, I've been speaking about all these things that I'll be saying here tonight, uh, in not in detail, but I just spoke about what, what God is doing, which you've heard from many ministers. You've heard how this is the greatest time to be alive, and God's getting ready to do the greatest thing we've ever seen on earth, transfer the wealth to the wicked, the greater anointing. Everything that's being said right now is really what this testimony was giving me was 40 years. 40 years ago was four. These things are real. They're happening now. It's not going to happen. They're beginning to happen now, not to the uh, capacity that God is taking it to, but we're seeing it begin to happen with great things that are beginning to happen here. But uh, the Lord told me uh, when I woke up, he said he wanted me to do it where I had some time, a little bit of time to be able to go into detail. Now, he usually never tells me about detail, but he gave me the word detail, so I knew I had to be specific about some things. And I laid back there, and I thought, when I was in bed there, I thought, well, Lord, now, uh, to bring this in detail, what are details? Uh, what what details are you talking about? And he commenced to show me some of the details, and I had the same sensing or feelings in my spirit that I had then when this happened 40 years ago, and the event that happened. And there was a number of miracles that God manifests through this before it actually got to the day that we're in right now, and I'm delivering this to you. God showed himself several times in a miraculous way, which more than uh, showed us that it's about to happen and it is happening. Now, I didn't really need this as a confirmation to me completely, but he specifically brought this to me more and more to show the the greatness of it. You know, it wasn't just that I, that I didn't believe it, because I believed it all these years. I've been talking about it, preaching, teaching about it. But uh, as you'll see when I read these verses, you'll see there was, knowledge that I lacked on this because I didn't know the, the date of it or anything. Now, he gave me three verses, and what had happened, I just happened to uh, look at the program, I believe it was Jim Baker's program, the PTL Club, back in about 1981, and there was a minister on there, Dr. C.M. Ward, which was a, a great man of God. He was with the Assemblies of God. He was uh, uh, quite a man of God, was on a lot of the programs, highly respected, uh, the ambassador for Jesus Christ. Well, Dr. Ward, he commenced to teach, and, you know, 
wasn't much sooner when he began to speak at the podium right there that I was gone. God took me somewhere with these three verses that I don't know where it was or anything about it. It was almost like a pastor or like a uh, Apostle Paul experience. Uh, he just took me off uh, somewhere. I don't know if I was in heaven. I, I honestly don't have a clue, but that's not really important. He just took me and he ministered to me. And these are the three verses that he gave me. Joel 2, verse 25 and 26, and Habakkuk. And I'm going to read these three verses. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wonderfully with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. In the Hebrew, that means my people shall never be disappointed. And then Habakkuk 2.3 says, For the vision is for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Okay, I got those verses, and I knew this wasn't pertaining to going to heaven someday and all these things, all the great things would happen. But no, God was telling me about this particular timing. You know, now this was back in 1981, approximately. And anyhow, when he gave me those two verses, he said it's for an appointed time. So I knew that God is going to do something special for his people at a given appointed time. And he said it would happen. Now, I understood that. I was really blessed in hearing that, and it really fired me up inside. And it really just what he did uh, to me when he really engraved it on my heart. He burnt this into my heart like nothing ever before. I've never had this happened any verses in the Bible before in my life. I have favorite verses, verses that I use a lot, but he engrafted these for a purpose in here. He put these in. It wasn't me in any way, shape, or form, but he put these in my heart. And I've been talking about them ever since, uh, preaching about them, sharing them, and everything, with the lack of knowledge as when is this going to happen. I had no clue about that, but I knew it was coming. Okay. 1981 this is, all right? Now, let's bring it up a little bit closer to time. Uh, as I shared this with many people unknowingly for when it was going to happen, uh, back in 1990, God told me that he wanted me to go to uh, PTL there. More Cirilla was there at that time, uh, take back uh, PTL. It was during the time after Jim Baker's situation at, uh, at PTL. And uh, he said, I want you to go to PTL and join up with them. Okay, when he told me that, it wasn't just asking me to join that, but I felt a heavy mandate on that. In other words, I knew I'd better go. I, I would have been afraid not to go, what might have happened. And I'm not exaggerating in this because this was a very uh, motivating, emotional type thing. I knew I had to go no matter what happened. I had to be there. So I went there the first night, and this was in September of 1990. And we're in there, and, and Brother Cirillo was head people were in there, his uh, head elder, chief elder, and his wife, and uh, uh, leaders were there, okay? And then the ones like myself were coming here to serve, the minister. Now, this wasn't paying position. This was a volunteer position now, okay? When we were in there, somehow I got to the place uh, uh, before the people, and I, I don't know how that happened. I, I, I can't explain that, but all I know is God put me there to do that, and he had me share before all these uh, men and women this experience that I had some nine years before. Now, when I shared that experience, there was a hush that came in there, 
there was like a almost like a wind, and people were praying the spirit. They did. Uh, it, I mean, it really hit. It really hit hard. It went from a, a like a meeting. We're getting prepared to be instructed about what was going on, and the power of God, the Spirit of God was there moving upon us, and, and some of us, many of us thought the Lord was coming. We thought maybe the rapture was going to take place. It was that that strong. I've never experienced that before or since or after or anything like that. I never saw anything like that before. But it, it captivated from the highest level person in there to the, the lowest level person in that place because we all were really influenced. And we had to come down off the cloud really to get into the meeting, but we, we got into the meeting and what the meeting was for. But that was the type of impact that this made. It wasn't because I was there. It had nothing to do with any flesh and blood. It had to do with the truth that God wanted his people to hear and know about. That's why that happened, you see. So God gave me a mandate to go there. So praise God, I was there, and I started to uh, to work with them. And I was on the telephone there, and God did some incredible things. We saw incredible miracles. The greatest course is salvation, being saved. And we saw much of that happening with people, saved, healed, delivered, set free. You name it, it happened there. It was a, probably the strongest move that you wanted to see. And uh, it was so powerful. Now, what happened after I served there uh, for a few months, uh, it was right towards the end of the year. They wanted me to, at the beginning of the year, I guess it was in January of uh, 91, uh, they asked me if I would serve communion and teach the group, teach the people there, you know, the people that were in there, or the, the, not only the workers, but other people would come in and work for the ministry and everything. So I told me, yes, I'd be glad to do it. I prayed about it, but it didn't take long to get an answer because that was quite an opportunity to to share with the people. So they asked me if I would do this every Monday. So I agreed, and I said, yes, I will. And I talked for about a half an hour and then 15 minutes to serve communion. Well, this one particular Monday, as I said, the head elder was there, and this man was with Morris Riller. Any place Morris was, he was. I mean, they were they were with him all the time. They were wonderful people. And uh, he came up to me after I got done ministering that night. Uh, I would preach or taught, and I uh, served the communion. He came up, and he was like a little child. I mean, he was all excited. I mean, he just almost lost it. He was, woo, that type of attitude. You know, I thought, wow, this is a top elder with the ministry coming up to me like that. And uh, anyhow, he said to me, he said, I have a word for you. I have a word for you. I said, what's that? And he gave me the scripture right here. It's found in Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 5. Behold you among the heathen, and regard, and wonder marvelously, for I, will work a, for I will work a work in your days, which you will not believe, though it be told you. Let me read that one again. Habakkuk 1, 5. Behold ye among the heathen, and regard, wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days, which you will not believe, though it be told you. He gave me that verse, and that was for me personally. I thought, well, praise God. That was powerful, you know. And I thought uh, at that particular time, it was just, you know, for me, which it was at that time, because he didn't specify anything else, and he didn't realize it either. And anyhow, I received that, and then over the years now, God has had me give it to other ministers, lady ministers, pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets. I've given that to people, a lot of people that God inspired me to do, to give that to them, because what it's really pertaining to to bring us a little bit more up to date was for the remnant now. 
the last day men and women are in the remnant army serving Jesus Christ is going to usher in Jesus Christ. And we're in that remnant army. Those that are dedicated, committed to God, uh, they're going to be blessed and used in such a way that God said, I can't even tell you people about that. You wouldn't believe it. So I'm just going to show you. I'm just going to do it to you. <laughs> and I'm telling you, things now are beginning and happening and really uh, literally blowing your mind, and we're, we're, we're just in the infancy of it right now. Matter of fact, uh, kind of like a little side chipper, I would always, when I went to the pulpit, I would, uh, not just there, but anywhere I preach and teach as a minister, you know, pastor and all, uh, I would make a statement, and I, I didn't, I, I meant it. I didn't try to be humble and try to uh, be exalt myself, because some people try to gain, have pride in their humility. But I made the statement, I said, you know, folks, and I've seen a lot of things, folks, over all my years, I, I can name incredible things that have happened in our ministry and everything, incredible things. But I made a statement, and I meant this statement. I said, you know, I haven't seen nothing yet to what God wants to do. And I couldn't tell you how many times I've said that where I held meetings, miracle services, things like that. And, you know, short time after that, uh, and times that I said that thing, I had a prophet come up to me that I've never knew or seen before when my wife and I were going into this uh, meeting that they were having this particular church and anyhow he came up to me he didn't say hi hello or anything introduced himself he said the lord told me to tell you this and he said he told me to tell you that you haven't seen nothing yet the very words that i said at the pulpit god spoke that to me because he knew that was true and it was the truth because he told me, me this verse here, and he's telling you, and he's telling everybody else. He said, I'm going to work and work in your days. You wouldn't even believe it if I told you. I wouldn't believe it if he told me is what he told me. And he's telling you the same thing. It's so great. It's beyond our expectations, beyond what we can even think or ask according to the power that works in us, Ephesians 3.20. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, this, this is how great this is. I mean, it, this is phenomenal. And you'll see of all the things that God has showed me through this as I get into a little bit more of how important it is and how monumental it is. Okay, the next thing, after that happened, uh, we're going to come up here to about 2018 now. We're going to come up about 28 years after all this, these years of preaching and teaching and everything during that time and speaking these things, but still not knowing a date. Okay, uh, my streaming pastor, Pastor Larry Huck, Jewish Roots, confirmed these three verses uh, for me back in 2018. Uh, there was a message one Sunday that I was listening there, and to make a long story short, when he brought these three verses out, these three that I quoted to you, uh, uh, Joel 2, verse 25, and 6, and back at 2, 3, he brought these verses out, and he ministered on them in such a way it was like he knew everything was going on with me and just talking to me about that because uh, there, there wasn't anybody, there couldn't be anybody listening to that message that it applied to any more than me. And I really mean that because it was, to me, in every detail. And I'm not saying there wasn't other people had got that. Now, don't get me wrong, because around the world, only God knows how many he gave things to. But I know as far as I'm concerned, it couldn't have been any more detailed than that. And that really blessed me because, hey, I knew, man, we're getting into it now. We're very close to this. We're close to the rapture, and this thing's about to happen like God showed me. 
So that was very exciting because we, uh, receiving that from the pastor right there, what he said, that was another big confirmation. And that was a miracle. That was another miracle, a little bit like the one there at War Thrillers there about all heaven breaking loose, so like the rapture is going to take place. So that was two major things right there that happened that were very obvious and very mind-blowing. And so I just praised the Lord about that. It was really a special thing, and it really kind of put me at a place where I had more understanding about it. I, I, I still didn't naturally. I didn't have a date, and I, I don't have a date yet in a sense, but it was showing me the closeness of it. That was three years ago. Okay, we'll go back to one year ago now. And anyhow, uh, Pastor Huck, again, he was uh, ministering uh, to his church about, well, they were had some uh, things that they were doing. They were going to do uh, street ministry, and they went to the uh, uh, various areas, you know, the whole church. He was kind of more or less telling the people what they're going to be doing here, the street ministry and everything. And all of a sudden, he said, whoa, he said, I have to stop. God told me to stop. He said, I have to share something to you. Okay. I was uh, out there. I believe I was taking care of our, our dog or maybe letting our dog out or something at that time. So I didn't get to hear what he was saying, you know. But my wife, of course, was listening to it. We both listened to it and watched it, rather. And uh, anyhow, all of a sudden, I heard a scream. I thought, what in the world happened there? And that was my wife screaming. I come back in that room to see what was going on. And she told me just exactly what I'm going to tell you right now. He spoke those three verses, and he spoke them the same way. She said, you know, he's talking about those verses like you did. He's relating that very same thing that you said. And there was another confirmation that came through. And it was was just amazing because God stopped the service there. He wasn't talking about any teaching or preaching. He was talking about assignments of where his people were going on the street, shopping centers, and they, they were having the evangelistic uh, outthrust and outgoing at that particular week. I mean, it was they were all geared for that. But he stopped everything, you say, and he said that. So God actually stopped uh, Pastor Huck when, when that happened. And that was a year ago. But what I'm seeing now, uh, as these things are beginning to happen, I've seen them maybe a month or two ago. And by the way, this is September the 7th. I know as people listen to this in the future, this, this will be maybe October, November, whatever it is. But uh, this is a month of Rosh Hashanah. In fact, it's on right now. That it began sundown last night. We're in the 8th and sundown, September the 8th. So it's two days of Rosh Hashanah. And that is a foreshadow of the rapture of the church. And special things are, are going to happen this month. It's, it's in the Word of God, Jewish roots, that this is a special time from God. And I've heard many things of men that, that haven't really been into that, knowing the uh, Jewish roots. A lot of ministers are preaching that don't know Jewish roots, and they're speaking about that because they have it in their spirit, and the Holy Ghost has given them to speak that word, you say, because whether you know Jewish roots or whatever you know, the Holy Spirit lead you to what you say and do and bring things things to you. Maybe you don't know the scripture and verse of the timing, but he brings it to you because this is the season. So the urgency right now is almost a minute, what I'm talking about. When I said that Habakkuk 2-3 that the Lord gave me the visit for an appointed time, right now as I speak to you, as you hear me speaking, is the appointed time for God to break forth you more and more and 
Folks, I don't know if it's going to be a suddenly and poof, it's there, bang, you know, suddenly. Because God is working in a suddenly realm these days. It's a suddenly thing. It's a a bang. You didn't have it, bang, it's there that quick. It's suddenly. Then sometimes it'll be a gradual thing, and then you'll, you'll come into it. But all I know for sure, it is moving towards things in areas that you and I have never began to think of before. Uh, in our personal lives, for the incredible things happening to us, and from our ministry, the same way, the incredible anointing, the incredible provisions, you know. Uh, we're in a day of extravagant faith, is what Smith Wigglesworth said way back in 1927. He gave a prophecy, an eight-point prophecy. He said, in this season, be the day of extravagant faith. And God has taken us that way of walking on the water, whatever it might be. He, he's doing that. Uh, we have seen uh, two people raised from the dead in the, within the past two months. My grandson was one of them, and it was a baby that was raised from the dead. And we've seen other incredible things happen. I personally have seen it, and I've been with other, other ministers. We have miracle services, and we're seeing it on there. Not just when I'm on there, but when I'm not on there. It don't make any difference who's on there. He's moving, you see, in a miraculous way. And uh, this is what is really happening now. And what is really neat about it, folks, you don't have to have reverend beside your name. It's whosoever will. This is, uh, is, is uh, a friend of mine says, Apostle, uh, Apostle Ken Burrow, he says it's going to be a nameless, a nameless revival. And that's it. There's not a big name from anybody or anything. There's no names. It's a no name. The only name that will be spoke of is Jesus. He'll be the only one recognized. We won't be recognized in that sense because it's going to be a commonplace thing for the things that God does. It's a little girl that works at uh, McDonald's raised a dead person or whatever. that will be used that way or laid hands on somebody they were healed or delivered or set free, cast out demons. It's going to be a commonplace thing that people will recognize, hey, God is real. His word is real. And he actually does what he says there to people. He actually uses people and communicates with people. He actually loves people. And see, this is for one purpose that's happening right now. This is for one purpose. God wants as many into the kingdom as he can get before he sends his son back. It's that simple. It's all about getting people saved, going into heaven, ready for heaven. That's the most important thing. But they'd be saved, saved, healed, delivered, and set free by the power of God. That's God's purpose for all this now. And he's opened up the gates, and he's taken the lid off, and he's knocked the walls down. He said, go for it, you see. We're, we're not to be on the defensive. We're to be on the offensive. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. You and I are going to take this world for the kingdom of God. We're going to destroy the devil's works like Jesus was called to do, and which he did. He said Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's one of the reasons he came to destroy Satan's works, and we destroy Satan's works. We're bringing the word of God in and see God reign, to see God reign. He said, Jesus said in his prayer, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what our desire should be, that thy will be done in my life. And let's don't just say the, uh, the world. Let's just say thy will be done in my life. Because so often we say thy will be done, Lord, but we're thinking about other people. Remember, we're thinking about a brother, sister, mother, father, uh, this person or that person. But always, it always begins with you, everything. Everything begins with you. Just like 
Second Chronicles seven fourteen for this day and hour that we're living. We're saying, Oh God, do something in this world. Do something, Lord. If my people which are called by my name would humble themselves, pray, seek my face face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and will heal their land. We're looking at the world, the people. We're looking at the Christians, say, if you Christians just do what you're supposed to and would pray, get together, this would work. But most of the time when that prayer is prayed, we're thinking about the other people getting it together. But the first one that has to get it together is you and I personally. I must get it together. When I pray that prayer, I must be thinking about myself first to get myself the place I need to be that I can fulfill that scripture in my life and then share it with others, you see. Because if I have in mind uh, something to be done and I'm always looking at other people and everybody else does that, who would do it? Nobody. God told me that just a short time ago. He told me that. He said that, that scripture, matter of fact, it was last Tuesday when I, I ministered uh, before that program. I think I said that in the program about 20, 25 minutes before. Lord gave me that word there that, hey, I want you to take these personally yourself first before you start to give them out because there's been too much consideration about everybody else doing it and not putting the fingers back at ourselves. You see, we're good at pointing the fingers out to others to preach to them, but while well, those fingers are pointing back to us when we point our fingers out, he wants us to take these fingers first. Because how can I take the uh, the uh, moat out of your eye if I don't have the beam out of mine? And it goes that way, too, folks. We have to make sure we're walking our talk and talking our walk. And that's what God is saying there. So this is for people that mean business with God. A person is not... Uh, meaning business with God and wants to play games, you might as well just turn the radio off right now because I'm not talking to that kind of a person. That person is not going to uh, go anywhere with it. This is for people who want to serve God and love God. And I want to, I want to tell you something else right now in this hour. And this, this is another thing that God had showed me. This is the, the last thing really he showed me regarding this particular hour we're living in Isaiah 59:19, and I, I've used this many times. Some time ago, he showed this to me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you something, and you watch where it, what it actually tells you. In Isaiah 59:19, it says, "So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and His glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him." Now, I think you all will agree with me. Right now, we've seen the enemy come in like we've never known before. Things are happening in the world now that I have never even anticipated. I'm shocked at what's going on. And I think everybody is. I haven't heard anybody that said they were expecting this. We are expecting some hard times, negative things coming in, but this has really kind of went to an extreme. We're truly in a day of Isaiah 520 where they call evil good and good evil, right? Now, the enemy has taken his best shot, right? But there is a promise. This is a promise to you and I, according to Isaiah 59:19. When the enemy comes in, karma, like a flood, God raised up a standard against him. So what's happening is the devil has taken basically his best shot at everything. With this COVID, with this all this stuff that's going on, all this evil and the lies, corruption, uh, you name it, it's a, it's a cesspool. It's horrible. All this stuff that has happened, What's going to happen is God is raising up that standard against it. And first of all, God is going to be the standard himself sovereignly to take some vengeance upon this situation. God is going to move upon this right now. He personally, not you and I yet, but he personally is going to set some things in order. 
Then he's going to use you and I, and we're going to do works that we've never been our, done in our life before to the degree that we'll do them in. He's going to work in our life in areas that we never experienced before and work through us like we never experienced before. That'll be our part because, see, the standard that he's raising up against Satan begins with him, the things that only he can personally do by himself. Then he's going to turn to us. He said, all right, children, I want you to go out there and do this. And he's going to turn us loose to do the greatest things we've ever seen. And the reason he's doing this because he wants to get as many people in the kingdom as he can. And then when he's done with us, then he's going to send Jesus down to pick us up. That's what it boils down to, folks. That's exactly what's happening right now. And that's why that's why God showed me this, these things right here, because it is so monumental, you know, for him to went to this extreme, because I, I believe this all along for 40 years. I've talked about it 40 years, but I've never knew the timing of it. I knew the, never knew the magnitude to it. It's, it's so big and so powerful, you know, that, uh, it, in fact, it's the last thing to be on earth. This is the last move of God before Jesus returns. This is it, and that's probably it. Uh, also, why he's done this, it's like a finale. It's God's finale on this earth, as we know this dispensation. Then, of course, will come uh, rapture of the church, then comes the tribulation. So, folks, this is an exciting time. I just want to encourage you. I want to give you this testimony and and a few words here of encouragement. But just know that Isaiah 59:19 for you personally or for the whole world, when hell hits the door like never before in your house or many people's houses, if you remain true to God, if you remain true to God and know that Satan is going to be feeling the impact of this because God's going to raise up a stand against him and he's going to top him out. Because every time that Satan moves, God overpowers him if we simply believe that and act upon it and expect it to happen. Know that the attack by Satan is going to bring a counterattack by God. And I have some news for you. You know, God can hit a little bit harder than the devil can. He's a little bit stronger than the devil, isn't he? <laughs> so take that to the bank. And when you get attacked personally, I have a lot of people tell me how they're attacked and they went through this, they're going through that. Hey, I am too. I'm being attacked constantly. Things I'm attacked in ways and, uh, that my wife and I have never experienced before. And we've been in this 51 years serving God miraculously in a lot of ways. We have. We've been through most of all the things, pastoring, evangelizing, street ministry, demonic force we work with. We've had a lot of experience, folks. We've had a lot of experience, my wife and I. And I don't think that braggadociously. I just speak the experience that God has showed us. But yet I feel like a newcomer, a new babe in Christ. I feel like a person that just got saved. I just got saved. I have that attitude, that feeling about myself. Yet I know I have a mighty God inside of me. And that's what we are to have, that mighty God. Know that you have a mighty God inside of you, and you're part of that armor. We are a team. There isn't a big me and a little you or a big you and a little me. There isn't such a thing. We are all co-laborers along with Jesus Christ like the Word of God teaches us. We are co-laborers with Jesus. But, folks, this is a time to get excited, not depressed and worried and fearful about this COVID or anything else or about the finances or whatever, because God is your source. It's not the government. Nobody is your source except God. This is a time that God has called us to live by faith and demonstrate our faith, and that's what God is going to do through us if we follow him, okay? Okay, I I knew this program would be a little shorter tonight because I just wanted to say a few things to you. It's a special program, but uh, I want to pray for you right now. I do want to pray a prayer for everybody right now, for all of us. We're all included. 
You know, any time that I teach, preach, testify, or anything I do, I am always in the mix like you are. I don't preach to you. You should do you, you, you. No, I have me in there, me in there. The tramps to my toes, so be it. <laughs> hey, I'm just like you are. I'm a human being. I'm a person. I'm not perfect. I don't, I'm not a perfect. I'm, I'm like Paul, Apostle Paul. I press toward the mark, Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Not as though I've obtained, but I continue to get better and better at it. Amen. And that's all of us can make that claim. Everybody, everybody can make that claim if you truly mean business with Jesus. Because he says in, in Romans 8, 1, it says, There is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So if you're following Jesus, no matter how many times you might have fallen down or missed the mark, you get back up and trust the Lord, and, and you'll have learned something, and you'll be able to know more, and you'll be able to go in a better and a stronger way, because we learn from our mistakes, right? So don't be afraid of uh, making any mistakes or messing up, because believe you me, i got a record of mess-ups. I could, if I share you some of the testimonies, you say, well, look, brother, he does this, he does that. Hey, I've had so many mess-ups, it's unbelievable. But if he, if I can make it how I've lived my life, I guarantee anybody can make it, okay? What he does for me, he'll do for anybody or anybody else. And we all can say that because none of us are that sharp. None of us are. We all, in the eyes of God, we're just a, a, whatever our weight is, that much flesh and water, okay? We're all just human beings. The only good thing about any of us is Jesus Christ. There's no goodness. Our wealth, our life is filthy rags, the Bible says. Our goodness is a filthy rag, so don't ever condemn yourself or put yourself down. You are special in the eyes of God, and he wants to use you in this last march, this last revival for him before he sends his son Jesus back for us. I'm going to pray right now, and I want you to receive what I'm praying about. I don't even know what I'm going to pray about right now, but I want to pray. Okay, I don't even know what I'm going to say, but Lord has something for me to say. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Father, I thank you for what you showed me during these 40 years that I was talking about tonight. I thank you would give me a podium or a place that I could speak it to the, the masses, to the people, even if it be only one or two people listening. I just thank you that you put some ears in my way that can hear what is going on. Father, for those tonight, whatever their need might be, if, if it's fear, if it's lack, yes, yes. Fear right now, I take authority over all fear out there. If fear is encompassing you right now about your health, about your, your money, about your life, about things in your life right now, fear is a spirit. And I take authority over the spirit of fear, and I break it, and I cast it out of you and out of your home now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of fear must go in Jesus' name to all the listeners right now. It must leave. Fear must leave now in the name of Jesus. And Father, yes, and many of us have been waiting a long time. Many people have been waiting a long time. And Father, I ask, I ask you right now for all those who have been waiting for long periods of time, that Lord, that the breakthrough would come forth in the lives of these listeners, of each one according to your plan, and show them if there's anything hindering their breakthroughs that they need to do or stop doing, whatever it is. But, Lord, whatever it is, show them what they need to do that they can do exactly and receive and do what 
you have called them to do, Father. Let nothing be between any of these listeners right now, myself included, all of us. Let nothing be between us right now that would cause us not to be able to be where we're to be, Lord. We know there's timings on things, but we certainly don't want to hinder and make a longer time because of our disobedience like the children of Israel uh, when they left Egypt, Father. We don't want to make a 40-year trip out of an 11-day trip. So, Father, I would pray that right now, and I pray that that uh, people right now would have a greater love and a greater hunger for you, Father. You said in Philippians 2.13 that you that works in us to will and to do your good pleasure, that you work in each one of us to will and do your good pleasure in us. I ask that you would work in each life right now that you can do your good pleasure in their lives. So allow him to do his good pleasure in you right now, folks. Allow him as he directs your path, because he wants to take you right where you are this second. Right now, just, just let him just have your life. Just, just give your life to him now. Just say, here I am, Lord. What's next? Here I am, Lord. What's next? What do you want? Here I am. Just avail yourself. You give God your will, and he'll give you everything that he has. That's the exchange. He said, I can't take your will, he said, because I've made it so that you have to give your will to me. But he said, if you will give me your will, I will give you everything that I am and have. I'll give it all to you. I would call that a good exchange, wouldn't you? So let him have your life completely. And it will change even now. Even now, change. yes, yes. Yes, if you do this, you know, many are going to experience some instant changes, and you're going to experience changes. Maybe some will be tomorrow, next day, or whatever. But I'm sensing in my spirit now, if you give yourself like this, you're going to see some changes. You're going to know that, hey, I did this, and God is actually doing this right now. He's heard this. This is working. This is real. This isn't just words being said, but there's something going on in my life. Yeah, he he wants to do it. He wants to reveal himself to you in your life right now. He wants to reveal himself, just like he wants to reveal himself in the world. But you are part of the world. You're not of the world. You're in the world if you're, if you're saved. You're, you're not of the world. You're in the world. But he wants to reveal himself more and more and more to everybody. That's the will of God. That's God's will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We give you praise and give you glory. Okay, everybody, I just wanted to share these few words with you and just tell you that uh, God loves you and what is ahead and what's ahead is so great that don't fear anymore. Don't allow this time that the devil to bring fear to you because that's the devil's job is to bring fear in this world, which he's doing. But don't receive that. You are not dependent upon the world. You're dependent upon Jesus. God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but he gave you power, love, and a sound mind. And you maintain that. You want to have a joyful, peaceful life in Jesus Christ. And you can have that in the midst of this life right now. You can have that now when you give your life to Jesus. Because he says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Isaiah 26, 3. So you're trusting in him. You're having the peace. Not as the world gives it to you, but as Jesus gives it to you. And also, you're going to be used of God and blessed of God. You're going to soar above the clouds like the eagle does, you see. That's, that's what shows true faith and true relationship of God, not just a lot of quoting a lot of verses or going to, just going to Sunday school or church or whatever, but applying 
God's word to your everyday life and being above the things that come against you, the challenges that come against you. That's what it's about. It's a lifestyle. It's not a religious experience or a Sunday experience or just a ministry. It's a lifestyle. We're sharing our lifestyle with one another is what it is. We call that ministry, but it's sharing our lifestyle, what we do and what God has done, testifying, showing others that maybe they're going through the same things that we're going through. And that's what it's all about. Amen? Okay, everybody. Well, I do thank you for your attention here. And I just speak God's blessings over each one of you in the name of Jesus. And I'll be back next Tuesday. I'm going to pick up on what I started here uh, last week part two of the series that I'm doing right now. So uh, just uh, think about what was said tonight, meditate on it, and just know that, hey, times are not getting tough. They're getting better for the believer. Amen. For the world and for the devil, they're going to get worse. But for you and I, if we know Jesus and we're serving him, it's going to get better. So don't you ever get into fear anymore. Remember, Jesus is your source. And in him you are more than a conqueror, and you can do all things. And he says in John 16:33, he said, Be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. And because Jesus overcame the world, you and I can overcome the world. Amen? Okay, I love you all, and I'll say good night to you now, and God bless you all. Thank you. <laughs>